Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, the word is out. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films Narcitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 616, New Mutants. A palindrome. Yes. <laughs> I think no, for, new, new Mutants just works one way. I, I think unless you're a comic book fan, it's more like, who mutants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like that if you're a comic book fan, too. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I just thought I hadn't read... I, I was never much of a... Of a, of a um, a mutant guy, X Men. I didn't never really read them, so so it's just like uh, your internet's being interesting, Tom. <laughs> What's it doing? <laughs> it was like, going. I, I was never a. You look like a Wreck It Ralph I, freezing I assume, in place. I assume you were you were meant to, you meant to say you were never a New Mutants fan. I was never an X Men <laughs> fan. I never. Oh, what, yeah. That's I never read them, and so like doesn't take much to stump me. So I never just assume if I've never heard of them that it. That no one's ever heard of them, or that they're not well known. But this one, I'm just like, who? Also, the X Men is a really hard property to just jump in on, which is why I never did. Right? Yeah, like it was right. so totally. I mean, I know comic books are soap operas, like, a, but it was like that was the soapiest of the soap operas. Yes, and yes. it was so, and so it was just intimidating. And then back issues were a fortune, and so it was just like, nah, I'm Still good. Are. You totally like I now I wish I'd have bought them because they what was a fortune then <laughs> is like a, a the, mint now. the deal of the century now. But yeah. um, but yeah, so I just I never really jumped on. And so like I would read other stuff like I, I have like, you know, a complete run of like Wolverine and and that sort of stuff. But like but when it was actually like X-Men issues, I was just like, nah, I'm good. The the problem with the X-Men books is not only would you have to read X-Men, you'd have to read Uncanny X-Men and Excalibur right. and the New Mutants and Extreme. So that was that was always the issue with the X-Men comics. You know what I miss and which I liked a lot and was when Superman had the uh, the shield number yes. on it. So you that knew made life which a lot easier. Yeah. So you knew which order to read them in. So for people that don't know, like. Superman had like four comics. It was Action Comics, Superman, Man of Steel, and then like Adventures of Superman. There we go. And uh, um, and so they would put the S Shield on the cover, and then they would have a number on another number on there. So it would be you know Action Comics four nineteen, but then it would have an S Shield number of like forty eight, and then yes. the next Man of Steel. That would come out after that would have a forty nine, and that way you could you could read them in the right order. Like I thought that was great. I you I, were getting a Superman comic every week, and different creative teams, mind right? You, but you were getting one. That's what they did. I mean, the 
if you if you were reading the death of Superman, like it was imperative that right. you read those in order. Yeah. Like in the order of how they came out. Yeah. And so I, I wish that one they kept that and I wish more books <laughs> had would do that, especially the books that had you know, so many titles like Batman has four titles and right and uh, and you know X really the X Men at this point though are really are still the only book that have more than three more than three like m- titles based on these characters. It's really only the X Men at this point. God, and it's probably easier because it's a team. Sure, it's not like a, yep, one yep, guy because yep. that guy gets tired. Bruce Wayne gets tired. <laughs> he gets super tired. Yeah, he's like I just need a moment. To catch my breath. <laughs> so speaking of catching our breath, I guess we should probably uh, go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Or not Google Play. They don't call it that. Google Podcasts. Whatever they're calling it this week. They can't <laughs> Zune. figure it out. Zune. Uh, Friendster. Any of those places. And, MySpace uh, right. slash podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only a matter of time. Before, uh, before Tom, Tom the MySpace guy says, I'm still relevant. Okay. <laughs> uh, I always say, you can't be talking about me. I was never relevant. <laughs> so where was I in my shameless plugging? Oh, uh, podcast. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Of course, if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, that's helpful as well. And uh, you can also find us on the internet at facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and we secretly like you a little extra but not so secretly and also you can join the league of show shares if you don't got the five bucks to throw at us the easiest thing you can do that doesn't cost you a dime is just share an episode on your facebook feed uh people that were kind enough to share the show this week ralph tribble tammy sherman powers librarian cynthia gabriel lugo joe batisi Joins the League of Show Shares. Hey, because he was on the episode. Oh, yeah, oh, Brad Hein rule. The uh, the inverse of the Brad Hein rule applies (laughs) because since he's on the show regularly. But uh, but yeah, so there you go. Chris Williams, Chris Sanders, Heather Sachs, Julianne Jordan, Chris Valls, Travis T. Witt, Chris Magic Man, Brad Hein, and Ron Johnson. So thank you very much for doing that. And when it comes to Patreon supporters, uh, Joe hey. offered something a little bit special. And so I did. if you he uh, took his pants if, off. So, Joe, do you <laughs> want to explain uh, the Patreon yes. bonus? So if you we all know that the Patreon is five bucks, five bucks, you get all of the go- all of the episodes that come along with that. But uh, I have decided that if we get people to jump to these a seven dollar tier, we don't have tiers. But if you want to up your donation from five to seven or just go to seven, I will pull a random comic book out of my collection uh, and I will send it to you. Now, I want you to be warned. You're not getting a New Mutants 98. That, or a what Wolverine about a 97? Absolutely not. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> But there just, will be yeah, a Hulk 181. Yeah, I will definitely give you a 181 <laughs> or a 180, depending on what you decide is the real first appearance of Wolverine. It's, it's 181. 180. It's 180. It's one panel in 180. Uh, like, who totally counts. It's a 180. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not paying that kind of money for one panel. <laughs> Like that's that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, like no, it doesn't count. It's a cameo. The first yes. real appearance. Yeah, the first full appearance is one eighty one. Yeah, the, f the that one eighty. Yeah, BS. No, no. Uh, but I will definitely you will you will get a comic book from my personal collection. And so we even have an international donation. We got seven pounds donated. So they're going to give them like half a comic. Wait, is no, the they're giving more. Than more. A pound? They're, they're giving don't more. Don't tell them they're giving. Oh, so I got to give them. A, I got a comic and a half. Yeah, so thank you to Alex Carlo who donated seven pounds. We appreciate that. I mean, uh, send him, you got to send him an yes. issue of Captain Britain. I do, yeah, <laughs> and I've got a lot of those because uh, they're if, worthless over here. <laughs> absolutely, he's a great. He's one of my favorite X Men, actually. Um, so the people that have upped their uh, donation level, if you could send a message to the Facebook page or me personally. Uh, with your address, I will ship that out. Um, hopefully next week. And now no, on the downside, not. it's the seven dollars. Going from five to seven isn't really that expensive. The 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 really the expensive cumbersome part is having to go get a per, a PO box so Joe doesn't know where you live. <laughs> I like how we were just about to make the exact same joke. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll yeah. 
That's probably a good idea. Yeah. So Better yeah. to your mom and dad's house or something. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for- I don't know where your parents live. <laughs> Thank you for those who have upped your donations, though. And again, that greatly helps the show because that's what uh, helps us if we have any equipment issues. Like we just had to upgrade our new equipment earlier this year when everything crapped out. And so it helps us do things like promote the show and, and be able to do what we do and, and hopefully what you enjoy listening to. So we really do appreciate it. Absolutely. We joke around. We've also we got do. a review. Oh, is, well, let's hear the review. Of is, it, uh, is it JP? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> go on. Uh, I'm not going to read the username because it's a ridiculous username. No, go on. I mean, it's W-E-F-F-J-I. See, I'm not doing all that. Wef-G- uh, Keep going. I want to try right. to. I-I. Wef-G- K-F-D. Wef-G-K-E-W. wef dg Okay, screw it. No, let's go right. on. Thank you. That's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> Uh, just stumbled upon this podcast today and can't stop listening. Got even more excited when I found out one of my old high school friends was on the show. Great to hear that he, that he is still a huge comic book quote unquote expert, which is fair. Uh, love the chemistry and the superhero ones. You got me hooked. Hope the rest of them are as good. Definitely worth a try. You will not be sorry. Now, for the record, I'm the one in question. This oh. person did not even know that I was that we that I did this show. Like we're not friends on Facebook. Like there's no like you know. I, he wouldn't see any of my posts, so he legit actually stumbled on this podcast, and he found out that I was on the podcast as well. That's so <laughs> random. So he sent me a message on Facebook. He's like, hey, do you do a podcast? And I was like, I do, and we've gotten to a, just a little bit of a catch-up, but I thought that was very fun that he found it without me helping him find it. Yeah. Look at that. You're famous. Yeah, we'll go with that. He, all, he said he found the Kevin Smith video. That's what he found. That's awesome. How about that? Yeah. It works. Well, thanks, Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah thanks, Kevin Smith. So, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. So there's all that. I guess uh, let's dig into uh, New Mutants. I, I mean, first of all, I can't believe this movie exists for the that's longest my time. Question. What was the original release date of this movie? At least two years. You think so? I'm I thought it was sure it was. Than that. I'm pretty sure it was like 2018 was the original release, and then they did reshoots, and then of course they just kept pushing it back, and then you know 2020, the whole year was the you know pushback because of the pandemic thing. So <laughs> it was one thing after another for this these. Is new such mutants. a weird. This is okay. So it. This is not the worst X Men movie I've seen. Let's put. Let's. I'm gonna. Put oh, that it's on up there. I I don't. Th- I the thought bar this was is one real of... high with X Men Three and Apocalypse. Well, true, but man, this movie was so boring. It just nothing happened. So this, this, this movie—that is the biggest problem. This movie is—it's the Breakfast Club. It is exactly the Breakfast. It's, it's just yes. them sitting yes. around talking, and every once in a while, the 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 principal comes in and yells at them. So, like right. asterisk, it's the Breakfast Club, but with a terrible script. Well, yeah, it's totally yeah. uninteresting to listen to. Totally, that's the same yeah. premise but, of the Breakfast Club. But that's the problem: is that nothing happens. It is very contained, which doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, there are a lot of like chamber pieces and small contained films and plays that work. Really yeah, that well. could be a great idea and a way to keep your budget down. And like, because I I saw that the the budget on this is supposed to be like around eighty million dollars. Which I can only assume Maisie whatever got seventy million dollars yeah, because for, to that's be in this movie. Crazy. And the like, rest went to that bear, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's in one location and yeah. they, they they stray so little and they do nothing but some of those the big CG effects. That, yeah, like, there's they, like almost, I mean there's almost no there's there's I shouldn't say almost no, but there's not much action in this yeah. compared to what you would expect. This honestly, this plays more like a pilot for a TV show. It, you're right. So what did Josh? So Josh, what did Josh Boone do before this? I don't know. He did something. He did something that was like kind of like a, a thing. I w- see. I want to listen. I want to watch the commentary. Have you heard of the commentary for this movie? No. Apparently, Josh Boone doesn't talk about the movie the entire time. He did the Fault in Our Stars, which was really good. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. So I knew that there was like a teen oh. like romance. That That's he had why. Done, like, yes. So they moneyballed it again. They did. Yeah. Except um, they. Except uh, then they, they apparently <laughs> didn't allow him to actually do anything because, because like that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a really good this, idea. This team. This this team was. So just to give a, a comic book background, Uncanny X Men, uh, in the seventies and eighties, was a juggernaut. Pun intended. 
uh, it was, I mean, you couldn't beat it. And then all of a sudden DC came out with the Teen Titans, which was the first book to um, kind of knock Uncanny X-Men off of the pedestal. They were both kind of going back and forth. Both are, at that era were fantastic books. Um, so Marvel kind of tried to regroup. And in 1982, they had like a line of graphic novels. And that's where you get the um, the death of Captain Marvel. Uh, you get the God Loves Man Kill storyline, which was the basis for X-Men 2. And then you got the New Mutants, which was the this. It was pretty much this team. They added magic for the movie. But for the most part, this team uh, is the right team. Has there the been a more boring, lazy superhero name than magic? It's spelt different. I mean, it's so Does that count? <laughs> they might as well just called her superhero. Like, I wish I, it's insane to me. I mean, you know who she is, right? You know who her brother is, right? No. It's Colossus. Okay. She's Colossus's sister. And they never mention her brother. Like, they talk about the X-Men and, like, her brother is an X-Man. Probably when Disney bought them, they probably edited out any connection <laughs> that would go to the MCU because they're like, we don't want to be referencing true. stuff this late in the game when we're about to just do whatever with you yeah. know mutants are going to be what at the end of this phase or the next one they think can introduce them i mean uh if they do if they're doing uh a captain marvel 2 i mean that's a perfect way to bring in a certain mutant uh and take brie larson off the table if she doesn't want to do anymore um, but she loves doing it doesn't she she's not i don't remember i thought she did i thought she was super excited to like she seems it Okay, then maybe I'm. Maybe it was just the stupid internet backlash that didn't like her. Yeah, hopefully because she doesn't she get ran off. Confident. No, well, so in the comics she does. Oh, and I think the movie's terrible, but I don't think I don't that think pe- I don't think people should. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think Captain Marvel was terrible. The movie? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Oh, I I didn't like that movie at all, but it oh, okay. had nothing to do with it. I mean, with Brie her. Larson's a good actor. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Short Term 12 was the first thing I saw her in, and Room, she was really, I mean, she's a good Scott actor. Scott Pilgrim. I think the script was terrible in Captain Marvel, and but that's not the issue. And, and certainly they shouldn't, the comic book nerd boys online should not Ugh, be running people out of, you know, as soon as they start controlling stuff, we're going to get, it's just a mess. So, right. But, so but, I, but they, they can introduce Rogue in the comics takes carol danvers off the board for a Hmm. very long time and then if they i mean the rumor forever was that submariner was going to be or namor Mm -hmm. was going to be in black panther 2 and he's a mutant so yeah i mean there are all he's the first mutant he's the first mutant correct there's all kinds of options to bring them in and maybe the other rumor is that wanda vision is going to somehow bring them in like Wanda's gonna do something hmm. in that show. That's I'm gonna, excited for that. Yeah, it looks great. That looks insanely great. Um, so I could actually see this movie being really important for kids that are struggling with their sexuality. Uh, this reminded me a lot of there was man there was some flick that I remember it was like an independent movie that. Uh, every girl that didn't know if she was a lesbian or not in high school was was like raving about a certain movie. And with this one, rather than kind of tiptoeing around maybe they are, maybe they aren't, I'm like, well, at least they went for it. Yeah, like, absolutely. They, cha- they, they changed the characters. Those characters are not a couple. In the, the, neither one of them are gay in the comics. And they so never they, even... Ad- address really struggling it's just no it's just we're doing it yeah which i appreciate and i totally like especially because it's like at this point like i mean first off the movie's only like an hour and a half long so which i appreciate you know yeah touche but also i'm like do we need this story again like and and i mean it's it's an important story i don't mean to diminish it for people who have struggled but i'm like i just feel like i don't know that every every story about you know lgbtq people need to revolve around the struggle like that's not that's right. not what everyone contends with anymore like let's right. start seeing different stories you know yeah and some modern is as, as, as time goes on and things become more progressive uh with you know civil rights and, and liberties and all that it's 
it's going to be just a thing. It's going to like, you're just going to see characters that are gay. I mean, right. just like there are characters that aren't gay and trans right. characters. I mean, if you, if you look at uh, film and television and you see, um, what is the assassination nation? There's a trans woman in that. And they never address it though. Like the character isn't trans. She's a woman and it's, but it's a trans actor. And so they're, you're going to just start seeing these things pop up because these, you know, people are a part of society and uh, you're right. The story doesn't necessarily have to surround. You don't have to take time out of the story to be like, here is a clear point. It's like, no, they're another, just like for, it, it, they, they played it n- no differently than you would play a regular like, romance. A regular yeah. couple. That's what I'm saying. Like, and we don't, I don't, I don't mean like it's an irregular couple. No, but no, like, but a heterosexual romance. Uh, yes, thank you. Or heterosexual you, couple. Yeah, you don't highlight, you don't go, oh, we're, you know, we're a couple and we're straight. Like, that's that they're just, it's just a thing, right? And so they play it the same way here. And that's how I think you're going to start getting it. And I agree with Tom, though. It's like, you know, there's no reason to even take, a, like, any more time to focus on it because right. you can just tell the actual story and have that be a part of it without, you know, diverting into some other, you know, tangent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I But I'm, I'm just like, as I was watching it, I'm, I was just trying to find something to, you know, enjoy. And it's like, and okay, so, so you went straight for the girl on girl action. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah, I realized after I had said what I had said, <laughs> how it sounded. And, uh, and I was looking for something to, to enjoy, so I thought I'd start with the underage lesbian sex. Yeah, and Macy Williams <laughs> looks about 13. Yeah, right. And like I said, this is definitely it, not It's the okay, worst. though. This, this movie's been on the shelf so long. She's 35 now. Right. Right. <laughs> She was she, finished, she she did three more seasons of Game of Thrones after this. Right. Yeah, she's no, actually I, this movie she hadn't gotten her first period. Now she's gone through <laughs> menopause. That's how long the movie was on the shelf. <laughs> but she's uh so she would have been probably around 20 when this is filmed. Yeah. She's 23. If you want to feel old, she was born in 1997. Uh, I had a I had a student uh had an incident, had to get the information and the, I was like, you know, getting the girl's birthday. And she was like, oh, 9-11-2001. And hmm. I stopped and I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, what? I go, say your birthday again? <laughs> and she was like, 9-11-2001. I go, you were born on 9-11-2001? She was like, yeah, why? Did she, she didn't know? And she, well, she goes, yeah, why? And I was like, what do you mean, why? It can't be the that's first like time bo- it's come up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I was like, that's like being born on D-Day. Right. Like, yeah. she's like, oh, well, I guess. I was like, oh, God, 2001. Wow. Good lord! And are we that far removed that it's like, yeah, we are because that though those those kids that were born in two thousand one are freshmen in college. Yeah, jeez, yeah. nineteen years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yes, so this is it's it's not a good movie. This is a terribly slow movie. Yeah, and the dialogue is atrocious. Yeah, it's really oh my bad. gosh, it's so this bad. whole and, this whole bear thing. Oh my god! Okay, so that's that is I will say that's, that's a storyline in the comics. That's that's awful. that's a Bilson Kevich, I think, and Chris Claremont. Well, maybe it was cooler forty it, years ago. I mean, it looked cooler when Bilson Kevich drew it because now it's just like Jesus Christ. My spinster aunt shares this meme <laughs> on Facebook, and like your 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 book ending your movie like it's gonna blow my mind, and I'm just. Ugh. What? So what Ugh. were they? It trying might as to... well, it, they, they might have well had one of the minions come out and say it. <laughs> like that's how often it pops up in my Facebook feed. What? It, what is it exactly? What do you mean? So that her, so her demon, like the the demon, she brought that thing to her village because her powers were out of control. So she apparently, she, I mean, the way I interpreted the movie is that she always struggled with fear. Mm. So that's the one that she fed the most. So when her power, when she was no longer in control of her powers, like she brought that into the real world and that was the problem. But the entire time. So one of the things that this movie, it drove me insane is like, so we have this compound that is harvested, harvesting, harvesting. Hmm. That's the right word. Mutants like the Essex Corporation is Mr. Sinister. Like that's a big X Men villain, mm. so you've got this whole like, and they they hinted at it in, oh yeah, uh, one of the like maybe the Wolverine, yeah they were in one of them. I can't. And then yeah. they hinted at it again in, 
like not first class and no, not was da- it it was it was it days of future past or was that maybe different? but like that which one was the one before. creating uh which one was peter dinklage working for what company that was um days of future past what was the company the sx corporation oh, oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah so that's why yeah okay um so they like i have to believe that this was going to uh, this was going to be their their uh thanos <laughs> It's like they're just going to keep hinting around it since they've had him in these movies before. So and what's so what's the plot line? So this girl is it Danny Moonstar? Danny, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Danny Moonstar uh, is a is a new mutant. <laughs> see, see, that's what they did. But she's is she, she's Native American. She is. Yeah. And so this yes. bear wasn't the bear like a, a legend? Like her dad told her about this bear that she yeah, manifests. There's two bears, there's two bears mm. inside of us, and. One is the good bear, one is the bad bear. And whichever one you feed more is the one that grows the one, most. One is in a little white outfit with a little halo above its head, <laughs> yeah, and right. the other has horns and a pointy tail and a pitchfork. Yes, that is absolutely correct. That's that's the way, like uh, like in a Looney Tune. Yeah. Um, so, same thing, yeah, so same, she, same tale. Same, same. They, so because Danny does not have control of her powers, like the, the, the bad bear uh, destroys her villages and kills everybody. And this is the spoiler just so you know, and do not feel free to watch this movie because <laughs> it doesn't matter. But the whole time there's crap going down at this one location facility. They are the entire movie and right. they don't know why it is. And no one knows what Danny's powers are. Like Essex doesn't know. She doesn't know. None of them know, but she manifests your greatest fears and they She's attack scarecrow. you. And yeah, until they she, kill without, you. without the toxin. Right. right. So, so yeah. she just finds your fear and it will haunt you until it literally kills you. And so yes. the opening scene And it is... works because uh my fear was uh, New Mutants 2. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're Don't dead. worry. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be a problem. Phew. I stopped feeding uh, that cuz luckily the based on the box office nobody fed that bear. <laughs> no, see, well, I, I think Fox no, see Fox's fear was New Mutants 2. And they're, yeah, dead they're now, like, "Oh god, so please don't go see it. Please no, we'll just hold it. Please done. don't go see it." Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it, this movie made them sell Fox. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the reason. Uh, yeah, that's her power. So she ends up wake. She wakes up inside this facility uh, with Doctor Reyes, who is another X Men character, but I don't think she's a bad guy, and I don't really remember. She she's in like that fallow period of the X Men where the art was really good, but the stories were crap. Well, oh, the nineties. Yes, the nineties. <laughs> her Wikipedia <laughs> entry has her in a blue and yellow X Men suit, so I'm guessing she was a good guy. They brought those suits back. But yes, she was a part of the team. But I mean, she yeah, was, she's yes, on. Yes, when she was clearly uh, conflicted, but not enough to not like kill children. Yeah, she was ready to kill Danny. Well, and she uh, anyone definitely who's killed had more children, we've true. all been there. There's always there's always a moment. Yeah, like, if yeah. you want a good version of this story, uh, Stephen King wrote a book a year ago, two years ago, called The Institute, and hmm. uh, oh, it's pretty good. Okay. Is it the same premise? Uh, Obviously not mutants. They're but. not mutants, but it's similar that it's like th- this organization that's kind of like collecting children for certain powers. And uh, um, do they all have the shining? Um, the shining. We're going to yeah. get sued. Right. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do think it crosses over. You know how he has his shared yeah. world. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It was a good book. Well, you know what? So this movie was probably... Josh Boone didn't even care because this was just a a test because he is the one that's directing and adapting the stand for television. No, he's not. Yeah. Oh, how about is that? Is he really? So two years ago, three years ago, he was developing this movie, which is like a crappy version of that new Stephen King book. <laughs> and so he's that's like, so hey, weird. I can do some Stephen King stuff. That's all this was. But I'm I don't know how he didn't get Flanagan. <laughs> Yeah, well, honestly, like I, that's all right. But anyway, so yeah, I just because I looked it up and it said then 2021 The Stand and it's like him directing, producing. He's got hmm. he must be the showrunner on it. But interesting. Uh, so I mean, so, so yeah, so we're back in this facility. We're introduced to I mean, like I said, with the exception of Ileana, it's the same team. So you've got uh, 
uh, Will's older brother from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. It, okay, does he really Ball. have that accent? No. No, no, you, it's 80 yard all the oh time. These accents God. are so bad. The ac- all of them. All the, of I them. mean, I like, Every Anya, of them. I like Anya Taylor-Joy, but her Russian yes. accent, Will, yeah. we'll just say Will's brother from Stranger Things is the, like hillbilly accent, right. southern accent. And then you've got Roberto, who is Sunspot, and, uh, and then uh, Danny Moonstar, who is, I think her name was Psyche, I think was her name. Again, hmm. Super creative name for these 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 mutant. Kids. Oh yeah, Psych. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Psych uh, and later Mirage. It says. Okay. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So now you know it's like Tom said. It's basically the 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 outcast, the jock, the new kid, uh, and the cool girl, and that's and that's kind of what this movie is. Uh, you you get to see like because of Danny's power, she gets flashes of everybody's, um past so like sunspot burned his girlfriend alive but didn't we already do the breakfast club wasn't it homecoming that we said was like the breakfast club for superhero we said it was like it was like a john hughes john hughes movie but not necessarily the breakfast i mean you're not wrong okay but okay so i'm just saying like they've they've marvel and this is marvel fox this isn't mcu <laughs> right this so, is don't play that don't play that thing in the beginning of your movie yeah right right right, right. Yeah, yeah that we own that but uh they mcu has done really well with the money balling and yeah. the uh different mm-hmm. genres and and adapting things that they have their own look and feel that still fits within the mcu but they feel like they're different uh genres and properties that those directors are you know that suit those directors and Fox hasn't quite been able to do that. And so they, this was their final attempt, obviously. And now we're going to roll everything into MCU. But I well, mean, I will say uh, Fox did it once uh, with Logan. The Western like a yeah. prestige, a, yeah. a prestige superhero flick for sure. But that's yeah. James then, Mangold. You know, that's yeah. they, they, you know, James Mangold is a great director and uh, you know, they obviously cast the right guy and let him do his vision because right. i think because he isn't josh boone and you know what i mean he's got like james mangold has enough street cred where i think they're like okay we're gonna let this guy be an auteur and make yeah. his western and everything and logan was freaking awesome but i feel like when you get these moneyball directors you know they're good but the studio also gets to pull all the strings and right. this movie is a complete mess with this one. As, as tom said because he didn't get to make his movie so even though josh boone is competent he isn't james mangold he can't say no this is what i'm gonna do and so you had you ended up having this mess of a movie that wasn't scary enough or wasn't action-packed enough and they had to go and do all these reshoots and all the delays that came even way before the pandemic and so you end up getting this muddled mess of a movie that feels like two different movies and one of them is kind of a a breakfast club coming of age type thing and the other is a horror movie and i will say when it got to like the last 15 minutes and it was a horror movie i'm like yeah this is what i wanted to see because everyone when this movie was showing stills and i guess the first trailers and the buzz around first trailer it. was definitely like horror inspired yeah people were like sure. oh it's a horror it's a marvel horror movie that sounds cool mm-hmm. right but you don't really even get the horror you get little flashes tiny ones in between the boring stuff but the horror main part is all the climax of the movie and so once that happened i was hooked but it was too late i'm like i'm already i'm checked out this movie was terrible and okay why weren't we doing more of this earlier the action stuff, you know, the exciting, you know, monsters and running away from things like that was all really cool. So the thing I the thing that I, I felt like he was trying to do is trying to do the Stephen King thing, uh, which is just funny, given the fact that there's a Stephen King book that is very similar to this, where he was trying to make you. Uh, feel for all of these characters. Right. Yeah. Like that's like, the and, thing people always miss when they're adapting Stephen King books is that he spends so much time in character development right that, like by the time it gets to the supernatural stuff you you care about what's going to happen where so many of the those those films that they've made like they skip that part and they just go straight for the the horror stuff and they forget about what a great story he was telling they just don't want to mm-hmm. take the time and it's frustrating right like the shining Think about how oh, long yeah. it builds like, up before right. the stuff starts going down. And uh, Mike Flanagan captures that with Dr. Sleep. When you see um, 
it was a Danny again. Danny, um, yeah. You know, you, you still, you care about him. You want to know, of course, cause he's a famous character, but you get to learn about him and see what he's doing now and what he's struggling with. And you're, you're connecting with him again. And this movie, I get, I get how they were doing that, but I think maybe it was just because the script was so bad. Every piece of dialogue right. that would come out of their mouth. Right. It's hard to care for the characters when they feel so wooden and the dialogue yeah. is so bad. And, you know the performances when we talk about these accents and it, it just it wasn't working like the whole the magic stuff and again i like anya taylor joy but i think she was a good choice for that character but they should have never let her do the accent no i i suppose not and i i wasn't buying the beef between her and and danny the oh it felt the, it felt yeah. very beef, just like oh we have to have oh my god that conflict yeah. was so for no reason terrible and forced and did not feel authentic at all i will say once uh magic got her sword and was kicking ass i'm like that that's a cool character that it's, it, that's yeah that's her power I her want, power she's on the level of doctor strange as far as yeah. like magic, that was badass. Like legit magic, yeah. She, yeah, she she can access limbo and all that stuff. So here's the, the deal: the Lockheed thing is yeah. not like that. That's Kitty Pride. Oh, okay. like the shadow, the Ellen Page character yeah. from the X Men movies. Like Lockheed was her pet. Oh, so they so gave. I don't, that's they gave it to like yeah, they gave it to to her to magic in this. So one he. For so I reason. think the main for, problem because too. they thought they were going to sell toys. That's, yeah, that's very yeah. true. So I think the one one of the main problems here, aside from the bad script, is that now we're this late in the game. We have all these other Marvel properties and characters we know. Okay, you're going to introduce these new characters. This entire movie is an origin story for all these characters that no one knows. And so you set, you spend the whole movie doing an origin story, and you're just like, I don't. I don't care that we're never going to see it. I mean, I mean, that doesn't help. Certainly that, you yeah. know, that this is the end of it. And now, I mean, apocalypse was not, uh, what was no, dark, apocalypse. dark Phoenix was the last oh, one. God. Yeah. That, okay. So there's, yeah, I always forget. That so you're kind of like, we knew that really didn't matter. So that was bad too, <laughs> but not as bad as this, but that was bad too. And you're kind of like, Oh, you're checked out. But this one, you're getting all these new characters, at least in dark Phoenix, we knew these characters. So we're like, okay. Mm -hmm. And they get into the action for, you know, whatever it's worth sooner and all that. This one. Okay. Who, who is this? Okay. What's their power? Okay. Who, you know, you're going down the list. What's their, what's their bad memory? Yeah. We got to learn all these things about these characters. We know we're never going to see them again in this iteration. And so the whole thing just, you know what I find fascinating, how, you know, you're never going to see them again. Is this the first superhero movie in 15 years? That doesn't have a post or mid credit sequence. <laughs> I was oh. waiting. Like, can we at least get Mister Sinister? Can I turned this off at, at the Sinister? credits. I didn't even wait for one. I was so I, <laughs> I was scrolling through. I was just yeah. like, is I there fast anything? forwarded as well. I was like, yeah. oh, that's, that's funny though. That shows where my mindset was when the credits rolled on this. I was out. Yeah. I could like I know Tom's done that before where he's like I'm not sticking around for these credits like when he's at the movies he's like yeah. I didn't care I was so checked out of this thing when it was off I'm like thank God I'm done watching this movie man I was yeah. It, it's it's a struggle because I was a huge I was a big fan of the original New Mutants run like that that initial graphic novel is really good the first I mean I'm hesitant to say 100 but I mean Rob Liefeld debuted Cable and Deadpool like that in New Mutants mm -hmm. um, so like there's there's some history there like there's a lot of uh, like you know massive comic book characters that debuted in that book Um and for the most part, they get the characters right. Like, Ileana is kind of abrasive and cold. Uh, Roberto uh, Sunspot is uh, a rich jerk, but he is also, like, Cannonball's his best friend. Like, they're, they've always been friends. So, like, they the characterization of these characters is spot on, mm -hmm. but, like, having them in this garbage story... <laughs> makes it even more frustrating So, because the source material is right. So the concept, the way that they did this this thing is that the, uh, the doctor tells the story about how baby rattlesnakes are the most dangerous compared to the adults because they can't control their venom. And so that's the metaphor for what this facility is doing. They're gathering all the new mutants that don't know what or how to use their powers and they're 
teaching them to control. I mean, under their guise. This, so you mean they, like the Xavier Institute for Gifted Children? Yeah, yeah. So, but they're you know <laughs> supposedly they're helping them control it, not weaponizing them or trying to take advantage of them. But they're you know they're gathering all these new mutants, helping them control their abilities, and then they'll set them off, send them off into the world. And so that's why we get all these characters are stuck at this. Basically, it's like a mental facility. They're jailed mm-hmm. there they can't go outside the premises that this doctor has a force field around it and is able to lock the doors and do all this stuff with these force fields that they can't escape from and so the movie is all of them trying to do their you know manage their teenage angstiness with their superhero abilities and there's really not a whole lot of plot to talk about because a lot of it is just them you know talky talky i'm talking. so you know i'm don't want to be here they all are just like let me go i don't want to be here and they run into their own little issues but the main thing is that each one of them starts to see their greatest fears and again right. this is while danny doesn't know and nobody knows what her power is and so we eventually find out that danny's the one causing them all to do this but uh what what are they we could run through them so so sam sam gunthry who is cannonball who is will's brother mm-hmm. Um, his power is, I mean, he can generate like a kinetic force, like he's basically a human rocket. They say he can blast off. That's no, that's Nova. But yes, but he also, so when he uses his power, he can, he's invincible. I was wondering. He can crash into things and he'll be okay. Because he has like a black eye and stuff and he's taking off like a rocket and bouncing off the ground like he's a, you know, ping pong ball. Right. And I was wondering, okay, I get he can blast off, but is he indestructible? (laughs) Yes. When he uses, when he's using his power, he is, but otherwise he is not. He's like punching himself in the face too. He's like so upset that he's like. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. He's like, you know, oh, I, you know, in order to feel, I've got to. feel something. It's like, well, you would feel everything normal. Just don't blast (laughs) off. Uh, his sister is also a mutant. Her name is Husk. Okay. Uh, her name is Paige, but do we don't see anything? We don't see her at all. Uh, so he caused a uh, a mine collapse, which killed an entire company mm. of mine workers plus his father. So did he take off in the mine and it collapsed, or is just that... or like you know he didn't have control and it yeah. went off? Okay, which is possible. Like I mean, you know, we've seen plenty of mutant stories mm-hmm. where that happens. Sure. Uh, Roberto, who is Sunspot. Who I will say again, like when he goes full mutant power, he looks just like he did in the comics. Like his skin is black and his eyes are yeah, like molten lava. The end of the movie, cool. yeah, it's a very cool looking power. Uh, he, I apparent, I can only assume, is he set his girlfriend on fire? Oh yeah, yeah, like absolutely. That's, that's why <laughs> she comes back happens. to haunt him as <laughs> right. a burning corpse. Yeah. Right, which I thought was cool. Again, that's a cool visual horror, to see her come back. That's the horror element. Like, uh-huh. all the horror stuff that is few and far between, and it all really amounts at the end of the movie, pretty much. Like, that stuff's cool. If they would have made this a more scary movie, because the stuff they sprinkled in before the end really wasn't all that scary, and then, all, and then right. at the end, it's all the big horror stuff. Uh, but I agree. That's what I was here for, and I think that's where Fox had this polar idea of what the movie was going to be, because... The first three fourths of it is really not that horror. No, and I'm wondering. I'm guessing Josh Boone wanted the whole thing to be horror, and they went back and made it less horror. Or I mean, I guess I I remember the rumor was they were making it more scary, but I don't know. It just feels so uneven that I would have. I feel like if they were going to do the reshoots and make and do something with it, they would have evened out the lean into the first half. Yeah, the first three fourths. But anyway, um, Uh, so then you've got uh, Rain. Uh, who is Matt, Maisie Williams? She's Wolfsbane, uh, which I I never remember her be going full wolf. Like she definitely like when the scenes when she attacks Doctor Reyes and she's got like she's like half wolf. Yeah, that's the character design that I remember the most. Um, I see a picture online of uh, like a werewolf looking full. Yes, yeah. So there's okay. So there's two right. So if if you're looking at Wolfsbane, mm-hmm. that's the one you're looking at. Don't look at Feral, which is an exact same character, just mm-hmm. different. Okay. Um. So she was. I was. Her accent was pretty good. Is she? Scottish? I think that she's is her. Scottish. Because I was going to say. I think. She's I think just that's talking. just. <laughs> oh, is that her? Just, oh, I thought she was British. No, I think she's Scottish. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> uh, oh, so it she, says she's English. So I, don't I thought know. she was. I thought she was. It does say that. So, but maybe she's in like the UK area where she. Oh, so she's pick it's up, easier for pick her to up. do yeah. accents like that. Right. Uh. So her her she was deemed a witch by uh, her parents, and she's scarred. She's got like the scarlet W that's been branded on her. Is that priest? Was that her parents or like just a random? I think it must have just. I thought it was just a random. Okay. Uh, and then magic, uh, or Ileana Rasputin, 
was I can only assume uh, in child sex trade is what my assumption was. So what were the um, deal with the smiley face guys? The... Those were the masks that the people oh, wore yeah. when they attacked her, and then they kind of went. That was to up. They ramped it up at the end. That was Marilyn made Manson. Them like demons. <laughs> it was. I'm not joking. That was Marilyn Manson. What? What are you talking about? The smiley guy. That's Marilyn Manson. Was it really? No, it's not. In this movie? Thought so. That would be crazy pants. He's in some trouble. He is? Yeah. Why? Uh, who's the girl from Westworld? Oh, Evan Rachel Wood? Has has said some stuff. Well, yeah, they were. He is not a nice dude. Yeah, they were together for. Uh, yeah. it was. I think she was after. I think he, like, yeah. the, the story was is that he made her look like uh, Dita Von Teese. Hmm. Who was who we dated before her? Gotcha. And it was not not a good thing. Wasn't wasn't uh, Rose McGowan the one that was? There was three. Wasn't, of them. Okay, because she was p- like in a row. Okay, gotcha. But yes, Rose. Well, and Rose McGowan we we've seen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's ba- and then Doctor Reyes. I guess her nightmare is that she murdered all of these children <laughs> i mean <laughs> like they're in that facility and they're just like leading the kids to, to that's die a believable so, Man- nightmare. so manson's the voice of the smiley okay men. ah yeah. but still that good how did you see that did i you hear him talk and we're like oh, that's Marilyn manson no i <laughs> i when i was googling the movie he was listed in oh, the cast and i remember years ago Marilyn manson but like popping up like they said oh he was casting something that sounds familiar now that you said it but i didn't remember yeah, yeah he was the kid from the wonder years <laughs> he was the best friend in the Wonder Years. Yes, uh, I remember hearing on all the entertainment <laughs> websites. I believe it was Cosmic Book News reported that he was cast as the friend on the Wonder Years. I remember that they uh, they delivered it he by the, telegram. Had, they singing yeah. telegrammed it to me. He had his lower ribs taken out. He <laughs> had his eyes colored to take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all kinds of weird stuff. Um, yeah. So that's so, and that's basically what they what they tell you throughout the entire movie. I I mean they do there is the scene where uh Maisie Williams is watching the episode of Buffy where Willow realizes that she's gay and I was like well that's a little on the nose but all right yeah I mean, that's a random I mean of all the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer you're going to be watching it's that one episode um but that is the entire movie yeah like like Kevin said the whole movie is like seeing all of these heroes they do reference the other X-Men like they assume that the the boss that Dr. Reyes is talking about is Charles Xavier. So like they'd make reference to Xavier and the X-Men and that there are other mutants out there. Um, which again, it's like if they know that he's out there and Ileana can leave, why wouldn't she just go get her giant hulking metal brother <laughs> to break them out? Yeah, that's weird. You know? Uh, well, I guess, do we know when this takes place? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't so, tell. So, you know, like, maybe. I mean, I guess that's a good point. But at least in the history of the Rasputin family, like, Colossus has been very protective of his sister. This yeah. movie was filmed three years ago in yeah, 2017. It well, it, it was going to yeah. release in 18, though. That's the two year oh, delay. But okay. it was okay. filmed th- three years ago, just for point of reference and like the actors' careers and everything. Because, it, I mean, Macy Williams. Well, even the X Men movies gave up on a timeline. Yeah. Like some, you know, like yeah. Days of Future Past happened in the past and the future and then rewrote Well, everything. even the title gives up on a timeline, right? <laughs> that's true. <right. laughs> Days of Future Past. I like that one. Days of Future oh, that's Past. The best. That's then the best ago. one they've done. First Class, I think, was the best besides logan x2 first class but and i like days of future past i love that storyline i like that that yeah. book the two oh yeah the two issues or whatever that i like two, that's it i, I mean yeah it's, it's simple but i like the storyline i like the characters I, I think it's a cool thing and i think they adapted it pretty well um this this franchise is probably the most hit or miss like sometimes you'll get a really good one. It's almost I, like a James Bond franchise, where like, but it's the only one they're doing this many of, though. I mean, that you is gotta true. Think about it. The most hit or miss. It's like, well, but no other Marvel, no other Fox Marvel movies have thirteen so wait, how many movies. We or what? So we had X Men, <laughs> X Men Two, X Men Three, X Men First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. Right, so that's seven. It's the thirteenth, they say, in the X Men film. Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, yeah. Logan, mm-hmm. the Wolverine. Right. Yep. 
and then two Deadpool. So this is number 13, whereas what other Fantastic Four? There's three, including the reboot. Uh, Spider-Man, they've rebooted it in series of threes, you know? Um, No, two. So you got Spider, you got three Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, we did three. Andrew Garfield. Did okay, two. three and two, but then in, okay, three with the uh, and now we're the getting new three one. So with Tom Holland, you know, we'll so just say they reboot them in series of prime numbers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So this is, I mean, when you make thirteen of something, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not hit or miss, lot. but it's like, yeah, there's thirteen it's, it, of them. It actually okay. So here's it has it has surpassed the horror franchises. Nightmare on Elm Street didn't get to thirteen. Yet Halloween didn't get to th- yet <laughs> Halloween didn't get to thirteen, yet. but it will. <laughs> uh, and Friday the Thirteenth will not get to thirteen because the rights are such a mess. The next one would be thirteen, but they can't but do get you, there because the do you only figure it out. Do you only count yeah. them in like without reboots though? You only count them in succession. Because uh, so this isn't rebooted. That, this then... is the thirteenth in the same series. They no, it is right? rebooted though. Is it like they rebooted their own timeline? But that's a soft reboot. They, yeah, they, they didn't oh, just start okay. over. They but didn't you don't... wipe the slate clean. Uh, you know, and start, when they when they brought in Jackie Earl Haley to play Freddy yeah, Krueger, yeah, that's, that's a reboot. That's like Spider-Man. Is the James Bond Spider-Man movie? It's the third. You know, it's the second and third in the new Spider-Man series. You wouldn't call it like the eighth in the series. It's been rebooted twice. So do you consider Casino Royale a reboot? Uh, so Bond is weird because because it 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 predates the idea of any of this. You know what I mean? And so, um, and They're it's timeless, always it, and it's always kind of not had a cohesive storyline. Yeah. So I think they've done it twice. Yeah, this does seem like a reboot though, because Daniel Craig seemed to like reintroduce all the main characters, like. Yeah, seemingly for the first and, time. And there was a there was a, a definitely a, a tonal shift. Um, sure, absolutely. I mean, you'd seen tonal shifts before. Obviously, Roger Moore is different than than Sean Connery, and but but it was it just everything about the the movie even kind of just had a different look to it too. You know, yeah, it was oh, yeah. definitely a more modern Bond. Then no, this <laughs> is then I cannot think of another franchise that has told pretty much the same story. For 13 consecutive films. <laughs> well, I guess Harry Potter's probably the closest. Yeah, that's true. Those cheaters what do they with do? Their, their split up... Uh, part ones, yeah. part twos, plus the... <laughs> I guess you can't really count the Lemony Snare. Well, not Lemony Snare. Whatever that's... Well, you sure the, can't count the, the other you know, ones. Charlie the, and the, the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you really can't count as part of that whole Harry Potter. No, the, the, the stupid... Eddie Redmayne movies. Oh, be- Fantastic Beasts. There which we go. We haven't yeah. even talked about that news on the show. <laughs> he that uh yeah and, and and you know they're saying amber heard is gonna be okay so the thing i mean i get finally the warner brothers has come around and been like yeah maybe we need to distance ourselves from this this johnny depp madness e- even though you know the court is not out yet but uh i mean that liable suit is but the whole thing between them isn't finished yet but still i think it's only was a matter of time before they distance themselves but here you have colin farrell who's a great actor Yep. And then they who played the character yeah, already and then they just tried to <laughs> then they like turned it into oh he's Johnny Depp. But it's like okay, right. so now it's not Johnny Depp. It's like go back to Colin Farrell. You have him. Why <laughs> they're like no, we're going to get somebody, somebody else. Different. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go get Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, come so, on. He's that's the only he's exception. So <laughs> it, just real quick, yeah. backing up to uh a movie movies that have told a story for yeah. Uh so I'm gonna get really old school on you. Okay. Oh, but uh, Mickey Rooney had a film series that was extraordinarily popular. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they made sixteen of them. They made six. And were they full full features? They were full features. I mean, you, full you, frontal. You you cannot <laughs> overestimate yes. the box office appeal of Mickey Rooney wow. back in the day. He was a beast and. He made 16 Andy Hardy films between 1937 and 1958. They they made hmm. 16 of them. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Andy Hardy was... Um, hang on, let me is go. I've the, never actually seen... Is it Uncle of the Hardy detec- Boys? Not, yeah, I was like, is it a detective? So it's a fictional character best known for the MGM series of 16 films where he was played by Mickey Rooney, released between 37 and 46, and then a final film in 58 as an unsuccessful attempt to continue the series. Hardy and others initially appeared in the 1928 play Skidding, 
Uh, early films in the series were about the Hardy family as a whole, but later entries focused on the character of Andy Hardy. Rooney was the only member of the ensemble to appear in all 16 films. The Hardy films were enormous, enormously popular in their heyday, were sentimental comedies celebrating ordinary American life. And his, I believe hmm. his father was a judge, and then he would get into all sorts of antics. And uh, this is, I think, where he... I think this is might have been where he was first paired up with Judy Garland. Hmm. But um Okay. But yeah, so it's like it's interesting you can see in the film titles the way it, it kind of shifts. It starts off the first one's called A Family Affair, and then You're Only Young Once, and then Judge Hardy's Children, and then Love Finds Andy Hardy, that's the Judy Garland one, and then Out West with the Hardys, the Hardys ride high, and then they really start just pounding Andy Hardy. Andy Hardy gets spring fever, Andy Hardy mm. meets the debutante, Andy Hardy's private secretary, life begins for Andy Hardy. Andy Hardy meets of, the Globetrotters. Yeah, the course Andy of Hardy Andy, meets Abbott and Costello. Andy Hardy, <laughs> Andy Hardy's double life. But yeah, like but these movies like Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. They made three of them in, in yeah. They made two of them in thirty-seven, three of them in thirty-eight, two, three of them in thirty-nine, and then forty, forty-one, two, two and forty-one, Jeepers, uh, two and forty-two, forty-four, forty-six, and then fifty-eight. Hmm. That's a lot of movies. Yeah, movies back then were you know you got to remember TV didn't exist, so like I guess that's true. You know, so like they would really. Uh, they would really churn them out, you know. Trying to crank them out. I was a fan of Andy Hardy, Hardly Meets <coughs> Laurel and Hardy. That was a good crossover. And then they I was also a fan of Andy Hardy versus the Hardy Boys. There was a versus. <laughs> there was a film series based on Blondie, the comic strip. Oh, really? Yeah, and they made twenty eight of those. Oh wow! Yeah. Whoa! Huh. But they. But I will also say that they they did a lot of recasting in those. Oh well, I mean, when you make twenty of them, that yeah. makes sense. But this tangent tells you everything you need yeah, to know about. Yeah, I was mutants. thinking the same. thing. I'm just telling you that Tom <laughs> is talking about 1930s to 1950s film series we've never heard of, and we're making up movie titles. That is how slow and boring this movie <laughs> yes. is, and yeah, it is I, a complete waste of time. With it's, it's like <laughs> such, it is such a shame because I do think they could have done the Moneyball method with this, and it could have really worked. They should have uh, let him just. I mean. Let him do, let him do like, a, because... like a slasher movie or like a a conjuring movie based like with these characters in, in this hospital. Uh, like because Danny's power like lends to doing a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, that that creepy dude is like the Slender Man or something. Absolutely. Like, we've seen, like that character is a good creepy character. Um, I It's really that I'm telling you that last 15 minutes or whatever. Once they got into the chase when they're running around the facility yeah. and everyone doesn't know what's going I, on. I love when you're you're like, oh, there needed to be more of the smiley man. You know, a movie's bad when you're like, you know what this movie needs? More <laughs> child rape. <laughs> I was thinking more of the killer aspect of the creepy smiley man, not the original intent. But uh, yes, I can see. Okay, so uh, I, I was right. This the the in in the K, uh, New Mutants issues eighteen to twenty, and then earlier in issue three, Danny had a dream that made her face her greatest fear: the demon bear that killed her parents. Uh, so that I I knew that was coming from the book. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't. Hmm. Uh, speaking out of turn, which I'm known oh. to do. Well, uh, thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, fans yeah. of this uh, franchise. Uh, yeah. But I think I think it was a Bilsenkevich thing. So of course it looks phenomenal, and it was a phenomenal story. Did not transfer well. Should yeah. have transferred. So so I mean that's screen. what it, it comes down to is the everyone starts going crazy. The all their fears are coming out. They figure out that it's Danny and the Essex Corporation sends a message to the doctor, Doctor Reyes, and says, uh, "You need to terminate her." Like she, you know, basically, she is She's too dangerous too to be controlled and needs to be eliminated. Which is also like you know you've got Jean Grey and Professor X like. Yeah, I they're guess they don't. Alpha, they're omega level mutants. They're like, but no, kill the kill the yeah, kid. They can make the dreams real. They're too. They're not obtainable. They're gone. <laughs> That's true. Like, That's fair. You've got these new mutants at their facility where they can actually do that with them. You know, yeah, try to get close to them, see what happens. <laughs> but that's what it all comes down to is that so they figure it out, and then uh, Wolfsbane tries or saves her. She starts scratching up Doctor Reyes, and, which was a cool scene again. Like when she goes werewolf, and I was like, yeah, fine. let's do that. Yeah. Oh, well, we're done with that. And then mm-hmm. yeah, Doctor Reyes is all bloody and scratched yeah. up and stuff, and so she escapes. Uh, what does she do? She leaves them. I can't even remember. What basically, happened. basically, what happens is is that um, Sunspot blows up the building. Yeah, that's. I mean, the, the demon bear there shows up. Sunspot. They all attack it, and Danny uh, conquers her fear and 
takes out the bear. I like it when uh, magic finally like faces their fear. So she is so traumatized, understandably, from those events that when the smiley face killers start showing up, she just freezes. But she eventually, it looks like she's just going to disappear and leave them high and dry. But then they're escaping down the stairwell, and all of a sudden, magic comes with their huge sword and is just like slicing them up. Like that's a cool moment. Yeah, more. She's those. a cool yeah, character, but, it, but like, it happened from nothing. It was just like I'm yes. really scared. No, I'm not. Well, I it probably a reshoot. Probably yeah. like they're like, well, we need to make magic do something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do like where the, that line where she's like, "What did she say?" Oh, I'm magic. It's like, ugh, ugh get gross. Yeah. Get away. No, they, <laughs> the, yeah, the script is <laughs> total garbage. But uh, yeah, I was I was waiting to see how they were going to. Oh, they did. They did kind of refer to each of them by their name, except for Sunspot. Oh, she like, says she's so careful. Or they he say, bounces oh, careful, around like a cannonball. Careful, uh, that bear is magic. So am I. Yeah. That's oh, what, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> double girl. In a deleted yeah. scene, uh, she throws a party, and she's like, "It's magic, the gathering." <laughs> <laughs> File. They're like, "No, take it out." <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's kind. And then the the team walks away. So they defeat they, the bear, right? Yeah, they defeat the well. Danny defeats the bear. She conquers the bear, uh, and then they they all kind of walk away. And well, boy, where like it, this? It's funny that this is coming out during the pandemic, where I just feel like Disney's like nobody's going to theaters. Put it out. That's a- absolutely what it was. They're like mean, we, they'd uh, already we, taken the loss on this thing, right? And, exactly. And I think when they put it in theaters, it was a way to test: will people go to the theaters? during a pandemic and they're like okay if people won't go see this when there's literally nothing else to see then you know we're done here yeah this is not a good test i mean as much of a failed test tenant was this is like one tenth of what oh this was this was get it get it out yeah like which is i don't know why they I feel like it must have been more expensive to put it in theaters. Well, no, this is uh, the Fox stuff is all contractually obligated, oh, right? Oh, okay. Because when okay. they acquired Fox, it's like they bought all these films and everyone had contracts. So you can't just, like, all these people had their contracts. And when another company buys them, you can't just be like, oh, well, you're not getting any of your back ends from theater and you're not getting any. I you guess know what that I mean? makes sense. So they have okay. to fulfill all the contracts. And those all mean uh, they have to have a theatrical run. And then they also have to, they have deals set up, I think, already with HBO Max for their stuff. So, like, this can't even oh. go to Disney Plus if they wanted it to. It can't even go right to Disney Plus. I think it has to go to HBO first. I mean, I could be confusing HBO's some of those like, details, you can have but, it. <laughs> but you get the gist, though. It. <laughs> it's like they, they signed a deal already with streaming before Disney Plus and all that yeah. was a thing because this has been in the works so long. So Sure. That's why it's all messed up and they had to do it because everyone during the middle of the pandemic is like, just drop New Mutants. What are you doing? But they literally had to send it to theaters. There was huh. So it was only a matter of when is the right time you know, to mitigate our losses. Well, yeah, you would think best. that you would go back and just be like, look, the world has changed since we wrote these contracts. I think we could all make more money if we if we renegotiate this deal. You know, yeah. I guess there's maybe just so many people, so many moving parts. To, yeah, yeah. And it, and yeah. it's for a franchise they just do not care about, right? Yeah, no, oh, especially a franchise that I mean, Grant, we just saw the news break this week where Deadpool three is happening. Yeah, like at with Disney, so they don't give a crap about this X-Men franchise no. like they're going to do their own thing. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean Kevin Feige from the beginning and you don't want to make Kevin Feige unhappy. I mean mm, uh, he, no. he said we're not messing with it. We're not you know making it PG-13 or whatever. You know we're not d- kidding it down like yeah. Deadpool's going to come in. It's full rated R what you're looking for. They just won't put I'm the Disney that... name on it. Like that's yeah. I mean they, they, it's what they have these other imprints for and it's going to be a weird one when the MCU like pre-roll runs in front of a Deadpool movie like the real one and I'm sure that that will be a joke I have no doubt that yeah. that will be a joke and it's the writers of Bob's Burgers which I mean come on yeah yeah it's good stuff this one not good no. New Mutants not good hey hat tip to Kevin Feige for being like hey here's something you didn't screw up and I'm not gonna m- mess with it <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah, I mean that, yeah you, you made this one work hey I'm, man we'll just take that one it was there's a reason it took 30 years to get Eddie Murphy back on SNL and it was yeah. Lauren Michaels pride right like Lauren Michaels when he walked away from SNL was like this show's going to go in the crapper and it did and they found Eddie Murphy and it resurrected and 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 came back guns a blazing and and he doesn't he did not like to acknowledge that era like when you look at the clip shows it's 
it's almost always stuff from the Lauren Michaels era. You never see clips from the non Lauren Michaels years, and mm-hmm. because he controls that, and and he doesn't like to acknowledge it, and so and there's a guy that's super successful. You can oh, acknowledge yeah. that it that they found a way to make it work when you weren't there. Like you've established your importance to the SNL brand. So the fact that Kevin Feige didn't feel the need to to do something to screw up Deadpool or put his own personal imprint on it, like man, good for him. He's a good dude. I mean, he seems like he's he's he loves. He has a genuine love for comics and and Marvel, and he clearly is very good at making these decisions, and he doesn't seem prideful like that. He makes the decisions based on what's best for the franchise, and ultimately, that's what's going to be best for him. And he's doing Star Wars, right? Like, is he moving to Star Wars? Or doing them both? He was going to do, like... There's something about Star Wars. Not a move, but yeah, he may have been in charge of, like, Like one of consulting of some kind. Yeah. I gotta tell you, after watching the last four episodes of The Mandalorian... Hire though, get Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, and John Favreau to do your next three movies. Because holy guacamole, <laughs> it's good. Not like New Mutants. <laughs> you know, there's so many A-list directors that and creators in general that grew up loving that franchise. It should not be hard to find good people that know how to move that story forward, but still keep the feel of the original. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be hard at all. I don't think it was. They just couldn't keep their hands off of it. Yeah, yeah. shouldn't be, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but also if you think about it, what 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 more honors the legacy of George Lucas than getting close <laughs> but screwing it up? <laughs> that's a valid point, right? Like that's that's what Star. I mean, Star, that's what Star Wars is always. Yeah, done. Abram, Abrams was like, I got it, guys. Yeah. That's what they've all. It's all. Yeah, I this, mean, this is this is what George would want us to do. With the exception of the first two, people have right. always been disappointed by Star Wars. Always, always. Yeah. People will will retcon about Return of the Jedi, but I remember. I mean, I was there on opening day when it came out, and a lot of people were like, "Well, I like parts of it. I don't <laughs> know about the teddy bears." And <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like, gotta sell them toys. Yeah, precisely. So, well, anyway, there I guess uh, I guess that's it for New Mutants and, and X Men in general, right? Like that's that's it, or at yeah, least the it. Fox X- incarnation the X- of them, the Fox Men. Yeah. X Men yeah. are done. Yeah, it put a put a fork in them. They are done. So this one this one got burnt. Yeah. So I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joy Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Royal Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, uh, of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Royal Spoilers. Five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content, and you help us out, and that's appreciated. So, anyway, that's it for this one. Uh, No idea what we're doing next week, um, but we'll figure it out because it's what we did. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Brian has a flare gun in his locker. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's going to ruin the plot. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.